welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 139 here. Altai joined this week by one man named Omer. Here we are. There it is. <laughs> I don't know. What here else we to... are. The one and only. What, what about the one and only? One and only Altai. I feel like you're, you're you're a bit of a character yourself. There's always a lot of comments on the podcast videos on YouTube about your crazy ideas and your crazy view of society. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like to. I like to. Um, I like to throw. Lots of things out there. See what sticks, you know. And and that's very charged, you know. I get a lot of negative feedback too, but you know what? I'm open to it. And you, you know, keep not, it real. Yeah, not not you every not everything sticks. Exactly. You speak your mind. You got to keep evolving your opinions. You know, they're always changing. Yeah. Um, just don't stick. Don't go down. Don't go down with any one idea. You know, you always be open to change. That's that's I think very important. I talked to a lot of people uh, in Mozakam discords and stuff about like controversial topics like pay to win. Uh, like subscription free to play, some like some of the uh, uh, controversy microtransactions and stuff. And I find people very often just latch onto an idea and just they refuse to let go. And like I, I feel like I've changed a lot of my opinions over the years. I, yeah. I've loosened a bit on pay to win, even though I'm I'm personally woefully against it. And I've loosened my 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 hate for mobile games. Look, I don't like them, and I'm I'm never gonna like them probably. But I I don't like. I'm not going to chastise somebody for, for liking a mobile game. And like, I feel like I, I used to maybe be in that position where I would. So I think it's very important to be willing to speak your mind and be open to change and at least hear the other side out when it comes to like controversial things. Because very often, you know, you hear one side of the argument when you're reading something on Reddit or like some shit train on Reddit. So you want to hopefully understand their side and, and, and rebut, you know, rebut it very well. I hate to be that guy, but you know what? Part of it is just getting old, just growing up. As, as a man approaching 30 now. Oh, we got a sub. Thank you so much, Lucifer King. Would First sub it, of the stream. Uh, but yeah, I, I think as you get older, I think I think you have to have that experience to realize it. Like you have mm -hmm. to be caught out. Like you have to you have to fight hard for a belief that you later on your own realize is wrong. Yes. In order for you to be able to do this, you know, continuously in the future. And I do feel like you kind of ascend to like almost like uh like a little bit higher level, how pretentious that sounds, when you can actually admit like you're wrong. And that's probably the hardest thing to do because even like when you argue with, sometimes I argue with people and there's a moment in that argument where you know you're wrong. You've been, you've been beaten. Okay, obviously the other guy's got a better point than you, right? And even at that moment, you won't yield. Like, and personally, it, it's very hard to say, you know what, you're, you're right. You made, you made a good argument. I'm wrong. Maybe I should know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. People don't say that. And even like, I don't say that in the midst of an argument. But I will change my opinion after, like, if, if I hear convincing evidence. I'm getting old. I, I, and, I miss the days of my certainty <laughs> about everything. And then before we get to the weekly raid, I think I read a great comment on the Mozakam podcast from last week. Somebody said, uh, "You know, sitting in jail. What are you in for, buddy?" And the guy looks at him and says, "Cheating in Fortnite." <laughs> I remember that, that conversation. Yeah, I remember that conversation. All right. Well. Not to rehash old arguments, we'll start with uh, the weekly raid, uh, and we'll see start if with we new can... arguments. Yeah, we'll start with some new arguments. Let's see if we can spark any uh, interesting combos. Okay, so the big story for me today was uh, actually from Tryon. Tryon announced a reboot slash revamp of uh, one of their older games, Defiance. This is uh, this is kind of a niche title. It came out five years ago, and surprisingly, it came out at the same time with a show with the same name. And apparently, you know, they were, it was like. It's one of the f few cases of like a uh, multimedia like this going together, you know, rather than like the show or game coming after. Mm -hmm. So the show lasted three seasons and shut down. 
Uh, but the game is still going, despite uh, the fact that I, I feel like almost nobody plays this. But hopefully with this reboot, it will spark some new life into the game. The reboot's called Defiance 2050, and it's not a sequel. It's not like a prequel. It's not Defiance 2. It's basically the same game remade. It's like a reboot, I guess you could call it. Mm. Remastered. I don't know. But I think it's a great idea. And it kind of follows the mold of uh, Secret World um, a lot. So there's this Secret World, which became Secret World Legends. It went from like, this old MMORPG built during the time of like subscription games to this new free-to-play, more streamlined uh, game. And I, I really think, I really hope Defiance can do the same thing. That Tryon can do the same thing with Defiance. Now, is this actually... Um... Like, will my character, will characters in the original Defiance no. be in Defiance 2050 or, no. be, or just is it a remake? And you, no, you got you know, you to start over. You got to start over. You got to start over. Okay. New characters. Which some people obviously are like, oh, like, I want to, I, I spent money. I want to be able to bring it over. That would so ruin it. Like, Im- imagine you start day one and there's already people like, you know, Max. So I'm, I'm glad, actually, that they're not uh, letting you transfer characters over. But they're offering a few little things. If you have account-wide purchases, like new character mm-hmm. slots, those will carry over. That's good. Because they, yeah. they don't affect yeah. gameplay, right? So that's fine. That's really smart, actually. So at least yeah. they, they throw some bone to the, to the yeah. loyal players yeah. who have spent money on the game. Um, besides that, it will be free-to-play at launch, whereas the, the original Defiance was not free-to-play at launch. It was a buy-to-play game. Mm-hmm. So that's another, another you know, I guess, page from Secret World's book. Uh, I'll, I'll play became, a trailer. It, yeah. it, it became uh, it became uh, free to play though. Anyway, Defiance. Yes, yes. It, I remember yes. like very vaguely playing it, and I don't. I I never got through it personally. And like, I'm trying to think out of everyone on the Mozakam Discord. I don't know anyone that says like, "Yo, I played Defiance." Like, I don't know. I feel like the game really didn't get too much word out there. People didn't play it for whatever reason. Yeah, you're but right. I mean, it was it, it survived though. It wasn't like the game shut down like immediately. I remember when the show first came out. We watched the first like yeah. few episodes of the first season, but like the, the show, you know, the game survived for 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 years already. So. Clearly, it did attract an audience. There was something to it. And maybe with the revamped version, they'll get even more people. Yeah, and I think... Okay, so the broader point for the weekly raid is, basically, what other games do you wish and hope for and think can benefit from this kind of revamp? Because I want to play Defiance. I want to try it. Yeah. Um, but it's old. And I'm like, ah, do I want to go it's through this? It's that old, though. It's fine. Yeah, you know what? It's not that old. You're right. But it looks old. Like, the, the UI is sure. old. Um so I, I really think uh, a lot of games can benefit from this. Um, so you can start. What, what, what game would you like to see a, a revamp for? I would love to see a revamp for uh, Final Fantasy XI. And I only say that because my buddy Chaos Shield, he's been egging me on to play Final Fantasy XI for a long time because he knows I play Final Fantasy XIV. And he's been playing Final Fantasy XI forever. And he tried playing Final Fantasy XIV, he couldn't get into it. And he keeps saying, like, this is a shit game. Go play Final Fantasy XI. It's so much better. You call this dialogue. Final Fantasy XI dialogue is better. And he links these a pretty. He linked me a couple of cutscenes for Final Fantasy XI. They were actually really well written. The story. I, th- I can already tell you the story seems more coherent and more interesting and more engaging in Final Fantasy XI, based on the few cutscenes I've seen. There's these really cool, you know, scenes of subterfuge and politics and cool shit happening in XI. But the problem was when I looked at those videos, I immediately realized like I can never play this game. It's literally so old. And you know, I played old games. I, I grew up playing Ultima Online, which is even older than Final Fantasy XI. You know, EverQuest, Dark Age of but those are the old games I played. So because of that, I can always go back to them and not mind the graphics. And I wouldn't care if they look ugly and really hard to get into. I would never recommend it to other people, but those graphics I grew up playing, I can get used to. But I just Final Fantasy XI, I look at it, I just can't do it because it's it's so old at this point, and it's got this like it's that really old 3D. Like I think around the time when EverQuest came out, or maybe even before, I forgot exactly when. 
They kept it. They come out before EverQuest. No, there's no oh. way. There's no Fine, way. a little bit after EverQuest. Yeah. But yeah, these really old 3D graphics are really hard to get into. But I would love to experience Final Fantasy XI in a more modern setting. Though I may have an option to do that because in the pregame I mentioned that Final Fantasy XI Mobile is a thing. Apparently, Nexon is working on porting Final Fantasy XI to mobile, which I, I don't know how that's going to work because you know, any more RPG like Final Fantasy XI has a lot of buttons, and any real MMORPG has a lot of buttons. So I, I don't know how they're going to get that transition working, but I would love to be able to play that. That's a good point that I didn't even consider in the in the weekly raid post, uh, where we are actually getting a lot of remakes, but we're not getting them the way we want. We're getting them on mobile, right? Lineage M, Lineage Two M, um, Final Fantasy XI. So we're we're getting we're getting what Warcraft Three is coming mobile. Uh, they're, they're remaking Warcraft Three as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah, pre C, yeah. yeah. Well, did they actually announce that, or was it that's, is that still being hinted? I'm pretty sure it was basically announced because somebody linked you linked me the thread on the Battle.net forums about the increased. Uh, specs on the map yeah. maker for Warcraft 3. There was a patch for Warcraft 3 for the first time in a while. They increased mm-hmm. a lot of uh, the size limits of the maps. They, they, they announced some, some new event and some Warcraft. There's, they're holding a Warcraft 3 tournament, Blizzard. And it's been That's years awesome. since they did that. So so everyone is suspecting a big reveal, but I don't think we mm-hmm. technically know yet. Uh, at least the it's last gonna time. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like 99%. Um, what about you? Any Any remakes you're excited for? Well, I'll start with one I I hope they remake. How about that? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. This two. I picked two. One is Ragnarok Online. What I remember when Trio Savior was announced, the people excited for it weren't like new players who like saw a trailer. It was old people who just played Ragnarok Online. Yeah. Basically. So why, why don't they cut the cut the nonsense and just stick with the base game? Like revamp that. Don't like change like the two D you know perspective or anything, but make it run smooth on current systems, right? Just mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. The, the technical fix stuff. Fix the UI. Yeah, the, the UI, UI yeah. in Ragnarok was was pretty shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's a lot they can fix in Ragnarok without changing the the feel of the game. Yeah, because I think the sprites are beautiful and those those mm-hmm. aged well, right? And the environments yeah. you can make even better because they were always 3D and trying to be like realistic in a cartoon way. But they can they can make the they can make the you know graphics better, but keep and keep the sprites. They'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I'd say a game like EverQuest. I think EverQuest has so much content over the years all these expansions it was a be- it was our first 3d world um mm-hmm. but today it's impenetrable the ui is awful um it's not even so much the graphics it's more the ui i feel is, is hold holds me back from trying old games because the graphics you can get past um but i think your first challenge in the game cannot be figuring out the controls in 2018 and that's the ui and the actual like uh you can tell a game is really old when you launch it and it, it just takes a full screen, yeah. There's no like border yeah, screen yeah, yeah, option. Yeah. So all that and, stuff. And like, and that looks clunky as shit. It just it just doesn't rel- Like I, I actually tried playing EverQuest somewhat recently, because there was um there's a private server for it and I, and I downloaded it and I played it. And the pro- it's one of those games where once it, it launches, it takes a full screen and it changes all your colors on your on your desktop <laughs> to be like glowing like white. And the only yeah. way to change it is to go back to your Nvidia like control panel and reset your settings because it really just fucks everything up. And it's because the game is so old. And it's not meant for modern systems. Yep. If they just remade that part, I think it would make it much more attractive. Yeah, I agree. Um, and actually, we're making Raiders. Somebody mentioned this in the chat. Uh, Des Kansas Ding. But yeah, Raiders is a thing. It's happening. They're, they're you know it's relaunching, and they're actually not just it's not just a relaunch. Actually, they're saying they're they're going to rework a lot of the systems. I'm not sure that that includes like the the graphics, the but like a lot of the courses in the game will be different. Yeah. So again, I I hope this trend is copied by uh, other studios you know rather than make here's the thing about the old these old games like Ragnarok or EverQuest we know they work they have the because one of the biggest problems with launching a new MMORPG 
is how can you compete with games already on the market that have like 10 years of development? Like, wow. If you release a game like WoW today, you're competing with a game with way more content than you could possibly make, right? But if you just copy an existing game and just you know, bring it up to date with the graphics and UI, you don't have to make new content. You just got to, you know, paste it in. And, and you can't, I can't emphasize that part enough because I was actually playing Final Fantasy XIV last night and I was playing a lot of the old content, actually. And it was actually remarkable to see just how much, like, how much stuff is in the game. You kind of lose perspective of that until you play a new game and you see that content being added over the years. But, like, just the, the sheer number of mounts are available in Final Fantasy XIV, number of minions, number of uh, cosmetics in the game, different kinds of weapons just to make your character look pretty. There's just so much shit. Like, I, I look back at the old raids as well. And those fights are actually really incredible, those old savage fights in the game. And I experienced some of them last night. And it's just, like, any new game has, like, three things to do. Like, there's, like, a couple of endgame dungeons, and that's it. And you have to wait years for new content to come out. So you, you really can't, you know, there's so much value in all that old content in the game. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame to think that it's going to be locked away forever, basically. Like, no one today is going to start EverQuest. Yeah. So no one's going to experience those, you know, zones and quests mm -hmm. and areas that we experience. Um, but but if it was remade with the, you know, with the you know simple stuff fixed, I think there's no reason not to think uh, this generation could enjoy that content, you know? Definitely. And actually, on a, on a somewhat side-related note, because I mentioned Chaos Shield earlier, uh, when you refer to, like, your buddies, do you refer to them by their, by their name or their internet name? It depends on the if I know them in real life. First, I'll call them by their real name. If I met them online, I'll call them by their online name. I feel like for me, more and more, I'm referring to everyone by their internet name. In fact, even even Gumby, you know, I I I went to high school with him. All right, he's a good friend. I still call him Gumby. I, I call him Gumby more than Sean now. And yeah. I'm trying to think. Chaos Shield, I call him by Chaos Shield. I call Canaris. But I, I I have so many friends I call by their internet names. And I, actually, when I visited Australia in California, I, I referred to her the entire time as Shu. And she referred to me the entire time as Remo. Did did anyone else around you guys think that was weird? No, her her, her mom was there, and obviously her mother referred to her by her real name. But the whole time I referred to her as Shu, and I was Remo, and like everyone, I I, I even Shu's brother I, I referred to as Loki, which is his internet name. It just I don't know. It just, I feel like the internet has gotten me to a point where I just feel so comfortable with everyone's you know imagined internet name. Besides, I, I personally like Remo better. I think it sounds cooler. I I have a funny story about this actually. Hmm. So my girlfriend Donut, you know, that's her online name. Yeah. I call her Donut in real life. So we were. I've actually never called her Michelle. I like maybe I just said her name once for the first time, like yeah. a long time. But in my mind, she's Donut. I always refer to her as Donut. So so in Vancouver, we're at a, a dinner, right, with like other people, like mm -hmm. like like old people, like not like gamers or anything. And then she calls me Altai. And then yeah. they and I introduce myself to this group of people as Erhan, and they're like, why why is she calling you Altai? And I'm like, oh, it's my last name. And they were even more confused. Like, what? <laughs> why? Why is she called? And I, as a joke, I said, uh, "We have a very formal relationship." You know, she has to refer to me by my surname. <laughs> but it's only because I use Altai online, and we met online. It's like an anime. You can't call somebody their first name until uh, you're closer. Uh, you know? There you go. I That's, like it. Uh, so it, it does cause some issues uh, in real life sometimes. I like easy make these comments. I like to be able to refer to me as Cold Killer Sixty Nine XX Pussy Slayer Ninety One <laughs> Underscore Ninety One Underscore Ninety One. My bad. But all, I'm trying because I'm thinking all my friends. I refer to all of them by their internet names. I know some people, you know, call each other by their first names. But I don't know. I feel like the internet has kind of playing in more PGs all this time just makes me think of every. And the things I know a lot of my friends' real names, but I, I just just never occurs to me. Altai Sama, yeah. That's, that's, I'm I'm gonna make her call me that from now on. Good choice. Any other reboots you're excited for, Altai? No, oh, let's see. 
I know. What, 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 vanilla reboot. There's there. Yeah, there's another one. But, it's but, literally just a reboot. I mean, it's a progression yeah. server kind of, but like a reboot of its own sorts, you know? True. And we'll see how how um, focused they are on the authentic experience. Like, if, will they use the old engine or the new engine? We don't know yet. But um, here's another one, Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Blizzard will get to that one next after War 3. I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like Diablo 2 probably has less potential out of War 3 and Vanilla WoW and a lot of... I don't know. I, I, I played lots of Diablo 2, like a shit ton of Diablo 2, but I, I don't know. I can't see myself coming back to that again. I've had my fill of Diablo 2. Yeah? All right. Karis makes a good point. There's something interesting about internet names since it's a name you picked yourself instead of the real name which was chosen for you. Right? Wow. Deep. And and it kind of ties back to MMORPGs as well. It kind of goes back into this like your your internet name and your internet alias and your internet persona is separate from your own persona. Do you ever feel that or no? Like, it it used to be that way, I think. But I think that's gonna die. And this is a totally different topic. But the internet when it first came out, not not when it first, but when it first got popular, like our our youth, was a unique time. I think when you could have a separate internet personality or life than your than your real life. But I think as now everyone has a phone and it's internet twenty four seven. They add people on Facebook. They they talk to each other like an Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. They're not pretending to be something they're not. They're talking to their friends, people yeah. they met or they chose to meet, right? So I think it's gonna go away because when we play games, Amar, the people we ended up talking to, uh, we didn't really have much of a choice of it. It's whoever we ran into in the game, right? Yeah. Whereas today, everyone is online basically, so you can you kind of still filter who you end up playing with. There's less room for chance. It still exists in PC games, but I feel for most people, their internet life and their real life is going to be like just one uh, going forward. And minor, minor side note over here, actually, about why I think MMORPGs are really cool, uh, like social experiences, games too in general. I was actually, in Final Fantasy 14, I think a week ago, so ago, I was waiting for my party to fill up. I was sitting outside my house in the game waiting, my, my free company house. And one of my guild mates, my free company mates, his name is Captain Spaghetti in the game. That's his internet name, right? He's Spaghetti. I call him Captain or Spaghetti. Right, it's a pretty silly name, but you know he he's been in the guild chat for a while, and he talks in the 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 free company chat once in a while. But like, it wasn't until he was in front of me, right, literally standing in front of me in the game, that I actually talked to him. Like, you know, like, hey, let's let, let's talk. You know, like he said something, I said something. We talked about we talked an hour about like websites, work, and like some other stuff, right? But which kind of goes back to like, you don't really get those social experiences in in, in Counter Strike or League of Legends, or even even in an MMORPG where the world is like instance because like for the longest time I, I could have talked to this guy forever he's in my he was in my he was in my discord he's in my free company because there's a guild chat menu right but like i see him talking there i talk once in a while but like it wasn't until they were actually in front of you that i actually like talked to this person and it was, it was an interesting conversation i made a good friend out of him now so you know it i wasn't really friends with him until that moment happened even though he was in my guild do you think do you think the avatar played a part like what did the, what could have happened in the chat room I don't think so. I think yeah. just the avatar being in front of you, his avatar, my avatar, just, I don't know. It really, it does, there's something there. And I feel like we, we do kind of lose that with a lot of these, uh, like, instance games. And more yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We, we think of closers and stuff. I mean, there's all these different chat channels. You can really only ever experience, see each other in these, you know, in these hub worlds. But there is something to be said about that. And I'm not playing Final Fantasy 14 purely just to talk with people. I'm, I'm, I was sitting there waiting for my high end content party to fill you know I was, I was waiting for my rate to fill so i could do this you know this this other content but it, it just it's i think it's a, it's a magical experience that only happens in mrpgs and it wouldn't happen on 
even a Discord chat. Because this guy is in my Discord chat, but it happened in an MRPG. He's just a chill dude, I, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. That's why I asked. I think the Avatar does play a role. Oh, that's, what, that's the value of open worlds. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm a little more pessimistic than you. I don't think the genre is dying or anything, right? But like you said, I think it's going towards that whole instanced uh, small group you know, way, method. So we're going to lose the open world aspect, I think. That'd be unfortunate because I think that, that open world aspect really makes an MRPG. Because even games like Closers, you know, they 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 they're MRPGs. They call themselves MRPGs. People call them MRPGs, but without that persistent world, it just doesn't feel like a real MRPG to me personally. But I mean, it's it's crazy that we're losing it too because it's funny as technology improves, we're actually getting less of it. Like when technology was worse, when we had dial-up, we had more open-world MRPGs than today, right? Like all the yeah, it's that's crazy to think that as technology gets better, it actually gets the games actually get more narrowed in focus. So I mentioned, what about VR chat? But I feel like if you're going in there just for this chat experience, it's a little different. At least when you're playing in MRPG, you're not going there just to fucking like talk to people. So it's more of a organic experience, I think, than VR chat. But uh, with the technology point, I think there's actually a good post on RMRPG about um, the spatial OS. Right? We've been hearing about this nonsense forever, but they're, they're going to make a big reveal, I think, at GDC, and it's sometime in March. And they're saying that they can they have the scalable technology for like single server solutions for MMOs. So. They want to get rid of that limit. They want to put thousands of players on the screen at once again. So maybe we're going to have, you know, mega servers and more like, maybe the dream of the better technology and the single server MRPGs, will, you know, we reborn with this. Because I think any MRPG would benefit by just having one mega server, having more people on the screen and get rid of those, you know, those technological barriers. That's true. We've seen, we've seen a few, I guess, alpha games with the Spatial OS, mm -hmm. but nothing has really coalesced yet. I know we know uh, Worlds Adrift is the big one. But uh, I, I haven't heard any news about World of Drift in, 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 since you played that game like, like months it's, ago. They've had some betas on now. It, it really never like took off. And we really haven't seen the Spatial OS technology like actually used or something like real. You know, we've seen it in very small games. But if it works and they, they actually use it in like real big MRPGs, I think it'd be kind of cool. But right now it's, you know, it's just they're clearly a big legit company. They raise like $500 million. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah, it's, a big it's not, this not a tiny company. Yeah, this, yeah. this is real. So hopefully they can... Maybe you know up the technology game for MRPGs and, and make it more massive. Bring the bring bring the capital M back in MRPG. Don't worry, Star Citizen. Uh, they're gonna adopt Spatial OS, and they're gonna say that's why we need another five years now. We're starting over. <laughs> uh, Woozy, Spatial OS is some kind of technology for uh, for video games to basically scale very well with with thousands of people on the screen. Which is, it just it just scales really well. But uh, yeah, I, I think your Star Citizen thing might pan out. They might take another few years to develop if they if they claim that. I I haven't heard a great explanation for a special OS. what i'd say how i would describe it is is making the server lines invisible so as you let's say you're going forward in open world right and mm -hmm. as you go forward uh instead of zoning or something you would just enter a new cloud server hardware would just handle you in, in that area and anyone behind you can like go forward and would also go with you you have open world and more right like black desert online and stuff but they don't use special OS. No, they use their own thing. Yeah. So I'm saying, imagine Black, if Black Desert used Spatial OS properly, there'd be less lag because each area would have its own server hardware. But as they move, you know, certain areas, they would just magically move from server to server. Kind of like what Ultima Online did with the sharding. Like one server used to be controlled by multiple servers. Uh, and they were, they were like lines. There were certain areas in the world that as you pass through them, your character lags. And what, what's happening in the back end is your character is being copied. Your you know, data is being copied from one server hardware to the next server hardware. 
And obviously, this was a really bad idea back then because those server lines were, were, were was where all the duping happened. Because if you if you like walk back and forth, you could dupe your inventory because it was being copied back and forth. So that was that was mm -hmm. fun. But yeah, Spatial OS. Hopefully, they 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 up the technology game a bit. That'd be definitely pretty pretty legit. Uh, I, I, I want to take a moment to do a, a bit of a weekly rant. All right, this this is spur of the moment weekly rant, but it came from uh, some experience I had in Final Fantasy fourteen last night, and it goes back to a topic we we've talked about quite a bit. So I will keep it a little brief this time about the pussification of MMORPGs, oh the pussification of video games, and actually you can really measure the degree of pussification in Final Fantasy fourteen in the span of one year. So uh, I think last two nights ago, I was. I was uh, one of my friends, uh, two of my friends actually. We were doing some old content in Final Fantasy XIV, so I, I linked you the content. Right, it's called uh, Alexander Eight uh, Savage. This was a content from Final Fantasy XIV Heaven's Award, and this was this dungeon was really hard actually. And you can actually do these dungeons. These are level sixty dungeons in the game, right? And you can actually do these dungeons with level seven with your level seventy character, with your level seventy gear, right, to make it easier, right? Because it's old content, right? Okay. So. I actually, we were doing this level 70 characters, only three of us, because we, we, we can't do a three-pull anyway. But I was amazed, because in this fight, he, the boss has a mechanic where he picks a random player, and he charges a laser for three seconds, a giant AOE laser, and it shoots forward, right? Mm -hmm. If it hits you, it one-shots you, which I thought was amazing, because that, that same exact mechanic exists in the current content, which came out like a month ago, where there's a boss, and he, he targets you, and he shoots a laser, and... The thing is, the level seven, and the current one is level seventy, right? The laser doesn't one shot you. Puts to so half eighty. It breaks eighty. It does eighty percent damage, right? Okay. To you, in an AOE. But in the old con, in the level sixty content, where if you go with full level seventy, like really good gear, right, top notch level seventy gear, you still get one shot by that laser. But that same mechanic is now pussified in new content, where it. I, I, don't, I don't get how, how is that a thing? Why did they make it so much easier? Everyone's doing and, that, and and not just that. It just it just this fight actually the one the one in the background of the video this the, the Alexander Eight fight took I think two three weeks to clear right just this one fight, whereas all the current content in Final Fantasy fourteen it was clear in the first day of launch, first day, the last raid tier and the current raid tier clear in the first day, whereas this one fight took like two three weeks to clear which is insane, uh, and and it's only a year old, to go from this one year ago going from Final Fantasy fourteen one year ago to Final Fantasy fourteen today. It is night and day difference between difficulty. Literally night and day. But, here, but here's the question then. When you're designing the current zone, okay, or whatever, right? Are you mm -hmm. designing for that top, you know, 0.1% of raiders? Or are you designing for the, the average player? I don't like. Here's, here's my theory. As techno, as uh, the internet grew, grows, as, you know, serious gamers now have multiple monitors, right? The same people who took two weeks to clear something, had that came out today, those same people would be clearing it in like a day. So it's not because the content was... It's not whoa, only whoa, whoa. because... The, the, this content is infinitely harder than any of the current content in the game. I've seen it personally. Okay, okay. But, but do you see what I'm trying to go with this? Is it, could it be that even today, if you release the same content, it will be cleared much faster? Only no. because... No, of, no chance. Why? Why? The, 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 this content was just harder. It required, there was so much less leniency. And, and remember the point I said, there was a laser mechanic in this fight, which he does probably throughout the whole fight a lot, where it literally one-shots you. But the same exact mechanic exists in the current content, level 70 content, right? Yeah. Where it doesn't one-shot you. I, I get that, I get that. 
So what I'm trying to say is... The mechanics is, are literally made easier. Okay, let's say this fight didn't exist back then. And they add... add oh, trick to transverse, transverse type. type. Thanks, fam. Appreciate oh, wow. the Twitch Prime sub. <laughs> and you made me say it out loud. <laughs> you gotta say it out loud. Gotta call out the subs, alright? <laughs> alright. Uh, but, but here's what I'm trying to say. Let's say this content didn't come out back then. And it came out today. Yeah. With Adjusted for like level 70 or whatever, right? Yeah. I think it would be cleared faster than it was back then. Nope. No way. Why? Even Ultimate Coil, right? The, the, the supposed hardest content, right? Yeah. That took, that took uh, about two weeks to clear, I think. Two or three okay. weeks to clear, right? Okay. And they came out recently, right? Yeah. But my friends who have, who have done Ultimate Coil and who have done this fight, oh, this said, is, it's not even close. This, this fight is harder. harder. Oh, wow. Okay. It's harder. Okay. Okay. But that, that, that really tells you the, the, what they're designing the game around, obviously. It's, it's mm -hmm. more towards casuals now. Yeah. But I, I do think it's... When, you, when, you have, when, you're, when you're, all your raid content gets cleared the first day, I think it's really unfortunate because it, it gets rid of that aspirational content, the thing to look forward to doing. I mean, I stopped playing Final Fantasy XIV in the last patch after I cleared Omega 4. Because at that point, you know, I, I did that shit. And I, I started playing again now that the next four raid contents came out. And I'm playing. And, and probably... And I've been playing a lot. But I, I have a feeling once I clear the content and I get my gear, once I get my, my parses to, like, top 10%, I'm going to stop playing again until the next, you know, set of raids come out. It just it just feels unfortunate that they really decide to dumb it down. I think it's uh, that's my that's my core problem with these kind of instanced PvE endgame stuff. It's always going to be that seesaw. People are going to come back. The day of the patch or the, or the expansion for a while, whatever it is, they're going to play for a month, maybe two, and then they're done for another two years. And I don't know if there's a way around that. I mean, the only way around that I see is like games like Eve, where it's just open sandbox and it's up to players to create the content, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's just, I don't know, it's just very frustrating to see how, how radically different it is. I think here's, here's what I think happened from the design philosophy point, because I've been observing the current content, the way it seems to be designed to me is that it's designed these are eight person fights right they're designed to allow two shitters in the group if you have two absolute brain dead shitters in your party in Final Fantasy 14 who are just like not they don't know how to play right if you have two of them you can clear the content still if the other six guys bust their ass you can clear it with with, with six good people and two baddies and that's allowed people to be carried it allows the casuals to be carried through the content and feel like they're experiencing the game right mm -hmm. whereas in the past you had you, you, it was required for all eight players to be really good to clear it. Not like God tier. Not, this is not supposed to be like the end all ultimate difficult content in the world, right? But if you have eight competent players that, that put in the time and the grind and they know the mechanics, you'll clear it. Whereas now you only need six people to do it, which is really weird because it, it creates this weird situation where it also re it also creates frustration too. Because I have a friend who's trying to clear uh, Omega Seven in Final Fantasy Fourteen, the one of the current raid tier content. But the problem is. He can't get five other people that are good. He's getting six other people that are pure shit. And what's remarkable, you can, you can actually measure this too, because I, I made a party with him the other night to see if I can help him, right? And every time somebody joined, I would look up their, their, their stats, because there's a website you can track people's stats on. And every single person that joined was bottom 5%, bottom 5 to 10% that joined our party. And of course, and, and I'm kicking them out as they joined, because it's like, why are you kicking me out, bro? I'm like, uh, I, 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 you can't say you kicked them out because they suck. Or you looked up their stats because they're banned. You, you what? Can't refer, you can't refer to DPS meters or like... Third-party websites? Logs an extension of DPS meters. How is that? Wait, 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 wait. So if I go on a website yeah. that is a ranking of players... Yeah, based and, on their DPS meters. Well, I, I don't know what it's based on. I'm just looking at the site. Sure, but it tells you... I don't have... Let's say I don't... Wait, do you, do you have to have DPS meters installed to look at the site? 
No, no, anyone can, anyone can look so, at it. So, if I make a site called Altai's Random List, and I just yeah. have Remote Tape, bottom, bottom, bottom 1%, okay? On, on the Altai rankings. Yeah. And if I, if I, and if I, if someone references that and kicks you, you, you can report to make a ban. Yeah, probably. That is absurd. Yeah, I agree. It's absurd. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're not supposed it's, to talk about it. It's one thing to say you don't want people running third-party programs on yeah. on the client, right? Like a, like a DPS meter. I get that because well, no, the, the reason for that was always harassment. It was never that it, it caused that hacking issue. That they specifically said, Yoshi P specifically said it creates ex- people to be excluded. But there's oh a reason that you want to exclude. There is a valid oh my reason God. to exclude people when they suck. You know, that is that is you're playing some SJW cuck game right there. That's what you're playing. This this is the reality of like so many games now, unfortunately. And I, I agree, it's really. Bad. But, but what's what's remarkable is I think it actually ends up hurting the casual player, because the casual player who want who, the people that are clearing trying to clear this content, like they clearly are, you know, above. They're not the super casual that they won't even try. A lot of people won't even try, right? I just want to say, Mark. I just want to say, rip to your account. You just admitted to uh, doing this. I, 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 so I didn't say any game. It's fine. It's if one of the one hundred. Oh, really? What? What do you mean? They, they can't track offline activities. I mean, sure they can. If one of these ninety-eight. Gentle lads watching decides to report Remote. You know what you guys should do? Extort some gill out of him. He's rich. So uh, there you go, guys. You're welcome. I agree. It is very SJW cuck tier uh, status because the thing is, the guy asked me, one guy I kicked out, right? He said, why'd you kick me out? I said, I kicked you out because I want to clear this content, okay, with my friend. I want, oh. I, I want to have a chance of clearing it, right? Okay. He's like, what do you mean? Then why'd you kick me out? And I really wanted to say, bro, you've cleared like the last two tiers of content. With literally like bottom five percent, I wanted to say it's so bad, right? And it, it even tracks how many times you cleared it, right? And you were score every time you cleared it. Yeah, like three. This guy had like, like, like three clears for two different bosses and like bottom six percent every time, which is remarkable. He means he got carried. He doesn't know what he's doing. And like, wow. I, I didn't kick him out because I did. I, I would ex- exclude him. I kicked him out because I wanted to clear it. You know, maybe I'll help this guy some other time. No, you know? that's, I a, that's a pretty good rule. I'm gonna apply to Harvard. And when they ask for my grades, I'm gonna say, "Well, you can't, you you can't reference that. That'd be unfair. You know, that's, that's bullying. You got, you gotta let me in. All right, you gotta let me to Harvard. Okay, don't worry about what, what grades I got in high school. Okay, because that that would be discrimination and harassment. I wonder if someone is gonna use that in the future and to like apply to like a good school. I deserve to go to med school, and I, 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 it doesn't matter what my grades were. I, I don't want to reveal it. That that's harassment. The funny thing is that is that is definitely this the same logic. Yeah, because it's really bad. Oh my god. And, and, and I joined a party the other night because there was a. Sometimes when I'm doing anything, I'll, I'll join easy content like uh, the first Omega tier. Like I, I, I'll help other people finish it, right? Because like I get, I get to practice my my you know my tryhard mechanics, right? And I can help these other people clear the content, right? Whatever, it's a win-win, right? I don't mind helping other people either. And I'll tell people where they mess up sometimes because whatever, you know, I'm playing the game anyway. I want to practice. I'll help these people. And I'm looking at my damage meters, right? I'm doing six thousand damage uh, on Doom Train, and the next highest guy who didn't die. The DPS is doing three, like twenty eight hundred. He's he's just not doing his mechanics correctly, right? He he just doesn't know how to play the game. Yeah. And we keep hitting enrage because once you enrage, like you do all the mechanics, and if you don't kill the boss in time, he still has twenty percent HP. He just one shots everyone. Yeah. Like, like a time limit. I, I I could literally be there till the end of time, and these guys would never clear it because they're just playing the game wrong. Yeah. And I, I want to tell them like, dude, your damage is really bad. You, you have to work on your mechanics. Like if you just look at the numbers, you'll realize you're not playing correctly. But I I didn't want to say that because I might get banned. Yeah. And one guy's like, oh. Let's let's reform the party. I I have to add a materia to my armor. It gives me like plus twenty crit, right? Plus twenty stats. Like no amount of fucking stats are gonna change the game when you're that far behind. Like you need to realize you're just playing wrong at that point. Which, but people they can't know that the game doesn't tell them. That. Exactly, exactly. Uh, someone said that discourages improvement because if you don't know, well, what what is that saying? 
uh, the first step to like getting over a problem is to admit you have one, right? So if he doesn't know he's playing wrong, because there's no like feedback mechanism, uh, then he'll never improve. And some people are saying, how can you how can you use a site if no third party programs are installed? My guess is, people who do have these programs installed yeah, are, submit are, are submitting the data, so, so that anyone can view it. So if me as someone who does not use DPS meters, okay, installed, I can still view data from other people who who up to, uploaded the data. So I can still view it without breaking the TOS. I guess I just can't act on the information there, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, before people start calling me an, ex an asshole for kicking people out in the party again, uh, I had a very, when, when I'm doing uh, 07 to help my friend, which is which is the harder tier. Like, it, it's a lot harder than the previous two raids before it. My, my only status is don't be gray. Gray is like bottom 20%. As long as you're not bottom 20%, I don't care if you're bottom like 22%, I'll take you, all right? Just don't be bottom 20%. And then, because if you're bottom twenty percent, we just we just can't do. We're wasting our time, really. We're wasting our time. At that point, you are better off going back to the old content and just doing a better job and getting your number a little bit higher. Yeah. So I, I set a very low bar for you know I want I want to fill up my party too. I don't, I don't want to sit there and party finder all day, but it just the game does need a feedback mechanism and they do they need to let their players know why they're failing. And if you don't have a DPS meter, I, obviously by the way, there's you know if you include in the game, there are some negatives that come out of it. People. You know, we'll rage at each other more. It might increase toxicity. Yeah, that, that's a reality, obviously. But people that are, there are people today in Final Fantasy XIV struggling to clear content, and they don't know why. Like, what are they doing wrong? And they need to be. And it was really, I only really learned how to do my mechanics when I saw my friend playing the same class as me, and they're doing more damage than me. I'm like, holy, what am I doing wrong? At a certain point, I was actually like, I'm pretty sure I'm doing it right. I don't know why you do. You're probably doing more damage than me because you have better gear, right? And then my friend, I'm like, log, I'm, I told my friend, log into my account, hit this dummy, and I want to see how much damage you do, right? And they do it. And like, okay, they're doing more damage on my character than I was doing on my character. And I realized, okay, clearly I'm doing something wrong. That's that cool. makes me adjust. That's interesting, know? yeah. The feedback mechanism works. I think it really works. It made, it made me get a lot better at the game. My parts have improved. I mean, I, I, I'm no god tier at this game. I mean, I'm like top top 15, top 20% for the for the first two runs. So it's still not bad. I'm, I'm in the purple parses on those, which is like top 20%-ish. And I, I, I'm going to work on getting it higher, but I, I learned from the feedback mechanism from these third-party tools. So I have a question about, someone raised a question about the about that website. So yeah. presumably there are people whose results are being uploaded against their will in some sense. Yes. Against oh, their yeah. knowledge. Too uh, bad. Is there any way, is there any mechanism for them to take down that? Like, can you can you lock your data somehow or no? I don't think you can. Okay. No, you okay. can't. Which actually, again, I can see how they would be upset. Yeah. But I feel like they're doing the world of duty anyway. If, if you share your stats to you know, everyone... It, I, I have a beautiful compromise for Square Enix. If they're listening, you can have this one for free, okay? Just pay me a billion gil in-game. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to do. You're going to add a DPS meter to your own game, right? But you're going to opt everyone to hidden by default, okay? I, I agree. That that's now, good, yeah. And then you can choose to reveal your data. And then obviously the top elite guilds will recruit among people who reveal it. Whereas if you want to keep it private, you can still do, you know, random, random, you know, queues, random, done, you know, whatever, like whatever the current system is yeah. uh, for queuing. And that's fine. Uh, if you don't do it this way. That's a pretty genius idea. It, it is really a genius idea. It's a problem because only you see your stats, right? Yeah. When people ask, you can just bullshit your number if you want to, you know? No, you can just have it hidden so they can't see it. And you can say, I don't know. Yeah, but they ask you. What oh. they ask you? You can just say, uh, you, can, you can either BS you or say, or you can just say, I don't know. I'm, I, don't, I don't have it activated. Yeah, it, it could be uh, it could be off by default, and you can yeah. turn it on. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah. You can always get away by saying it's not, you know. So I think that'd be a win-win. It could be hidden from everybody else. You can only see, but but, but even you, even numbers, you can't see it unless you activate it. Let's say because you don't. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't care. Obviously, you know. Yeah. And most people, I think, don't care. 
end of the day. So the people who do care should see it, and people who don't care can hide theirs, or by default, hide theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the reason they actually, um, th- there was a story about why if, why it was basically banned to use the, to, to use the DPS numbers. It was a event, I think, in Japan, where this like uh, TV host was playing, was rating Final Fantasy fourteen on TV, right, for some new content or something, right? On TV. And, uh, yeah, on, on a TV show, and she was queuing, and a bunch of hardcore raiders in Japan, like sniped her queue. Like they all queued at the same time, and they got into her raid, right? And they like, they and they were like doing so much more damage, and they were making fun of her. They were live streaming, they were making fun of her DPS or something the whole time. And apparently, it was like really bad. And after that, after that, after that, deba- you know that disaster. They basically said, no, nobody, you're not allowed to talk about DPS. Don't be assholes, blah, blah, blah. That, so th- right now, their policies, they don't, don't ask, don't tell. Look, not really I can't respect them saying no third-party programs, right? And, ban- and even banning for that. You know, that's their law. But saying you can't talk about it, that just sounds like so weird. It's like, okay, like, like heroin is illegal in America, right? But yeah. could you imagine the government being like, to like New York Times, like, you can't even write about heroin. Like, over- I agree. Like, overdoses or like problems or whatever. You can't even write. It's illegal to write about it or talk about it. That's that's such a weird mentality that I don't think any Western game has that mentality. If you ever if you ever tell somebody their DPS or like their DPS is bad based on any knowledge of you running a DPS meter, you will get banned for it if they report you. That that's, is a bannable offense and people have been banned for it. That is so amazing. If I, someone, they, they, if I tell somebody I didn't let them into the party because they suck based on their DPS, I would get banned. The 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 the, the series of thoughts and like the, that you have to have to get to that conclusion that you that you think that's a good idea. I would love to hear their explanation. Like, it's such a weird way of thinking about the world, about, about any reality, society, whatever you want to call it. The problem is, it's this this, this SJW coddled mentality, which I think it ends. I don't think it's everybody. that. I it's that. It's like the Japanese version of that, because this game is obviously run from Japan, right? And I don't think in Japan they really care about feminism the way. The West does. They have their other mm-hmm. weird stuff, I guess. But I, I'm I, I actually I don't know. That's why I don't want. That's why I'm really curious to see if anyone in chat is like uh, a, a few of you have been talking about. Um, uh, yeah, my my suggestion so has already been proposed apparently, and it got shut down. So if you guys have a good read on their thought process for this, I'm actually really curious now. This is the most interesting story I've heard all week, by the way. There there is a there is an official statement by uh, um. By I think uh, the, 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 the the director of the game has talked about this a few times. And it says it promotes the community to punish people by, you know, by not performing well. And it, it, it excludes people was, I think, their reasoning. And how they got there, I'm not sure because, yes, yeah. it can be used that way. But I think there's, there's, there's more positives overall of people learning how to play the game. Because, because the, the, frankly, Final Fantasy XIV doesn't teach you how to play the game. It really doesn't. I, I had no idea what any, half the markers in the game did. Like these, these stack indicators, these spread indicators, these AOE, these AOE markers on my head. I didn't know what they meant. My friend had to tell me what they meant. Because the game doesn't teach you. Because you can just face roll through that content without knowing what the hell is going on. So the game doesn't teach you. You need something to teach you. So I, I think there's a, there's definitely a benefit to having it. I, okay, there's a few people in chat, and, and you mentioned too. They they were saying it's it's anti casual to have DPS. Look, I played WoW, and I was pretty casual. I never got like the the, the, the top tier stuff. I never did next, and I did a few bosses in the tier two area, but that's it. And there there was always DPS meters as a as a plugin, right? And I, I don't know anyone who found that, like, bullying or harassment. Like, the thought never crossed my mind that seeing how much damage people were doing was somehow anti-player, like, bullying or like, harassment. So that's why I'm curious. You know, it's one thing to say, okay, anti-bullying. But I want to know their train of thought that got them there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really something else. It's somebody saying <laughs> there are, there are there are bad and silly players in the MMORPG, but yeah, it just it's just such a weird thing to ban people for that. I mean, again, I, for a long time I played fourteen, I was not too hardcore. I've been more hardcore lately, but I don't see how people can be offended by that. People are going to find that anyway. You know, they can they can they can already use sites like you know FF Logs to exclude people anyway. It it already happens in the highest tier. So how really the only place it can happen is going to be the high tier anyway. So how 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 hard are they trying to shut down sites like this? They're not trying to shut down this site, but people have gotten banned if they ever exclude people based on that. And sometimes when you, when you kick somebody out for being bad, like, how'd you know it's bad? Like they're trying to bait you into saying, "Oh, your mm. DPS was this. You suck." You know, like they try because they want to report you. And if you say it in the game. Why you kick them out is because their DPS sucks. Like you'll get banned for that. And I'm not sure. I don't think it's gonna be a permanent ban, but it should be, you know, if you keep doing, it, you will get permanently banned. This reminds me of like, oh, like East Germany, like 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 people spying on each other, like trying to like bait each. Mm-hmm. Like it's so funny to think that somebody, a player out there, is trying to bait another player to say to admit they have the damage meters installed, and then just that chat chat log of them admitting that is enough to get them banned. That's that that is insane. That is totally insane. And look, and look, by the way, here's, here's what bothers me. If you harass somebody, you can make it a policy to ban people for harassment. And <clears throat> even though I don't agree with that because you can block people in game, but look, if you want to ban somebody for harassing somebody, God bless, go do it, right? But don't ban someone for using the DPS meters. You know, make, make the harassment separate from using the meters and the tools available at your disposal. That I can get behind. If, you, if, if the guy keeps telling you you're fucking awful yeah, because yeah. you can't do more than three good damage and he keeps saying it, yeah, fine, that's different. If the guy's harassing you, ban him. But don't just ban it for mentioning the numbers, because that, yeah. that that that's the absurd part, and yeah. that's where they're more worried about hurt feelings, about numbers not being good, than the actual harassment itself. Because make the harassment its own thing. I I, I don't even know if that's their mindset. I, I okay, here's my here's my theory. Let's hear your theory. Here's my theory. They're actually embarrassed. They can't stop it for whatever reason. These these uh, DPS meters, which I would think it's easy to stop if they're controlling the client or whatever, right, or the server side. I think every game has DPS meters in one way or another. But how? Party programs. How? I don't know. That's because, what I'm saying. I mean, it has to pull it from. Your, it, yeah, it's pulling it from the game because if you, in the game, in your chat box, there's something called chat and then battle logs. Practically okay. every MRPG has this, where in the battle logs, it'll say, like, you hit the enemy for 10 damage, hit you for 10 damage. Well, they can remove that. They can just remove that. Then, then, then you can't see the numbers either? Sure, why not? So when I, hit, when, when I cast a spell on an enemy in the game, do I not see those numbers? You can see that number. But you can't see other players' numbers. Why can you see, like, okay, I say we're in a raid, right? And you're the warrior, and I'm the, I'm the mage. Why can, why should you, if you see my numbers, what good is that? Like, I don't know. Like if they, if they hide the battle log. The game can measure it anyway. The add-ons can just see how much HP the boss has, right? Okay. And just every time it gets hit, it can deduct that number, and it'll know whose ability hit what and what exact second, half a second. Okay. They can calculate anyway, that way. So here's my theory. They are embarrassed they can't stop the third-party program from, like, measuring this, right? Mm-hmm. So they, since they can't stop the actual problem, in their view, the third-party program, they're, like, they overreacted. Okay, some, some, some manager, like, years ago, overreacted, and it's just going to become policy. Probably. That's, that's my guess. And I don't think it's a huge issue, but it just goes back to the idea, I think. Um, I don't like the fact that the content is so much easier now than it was back. Even, even one year ago is what's crazy. The content one year ago versus the content today is night and day. Where it took... Everything is clear in the first day here. Whereas back then, it took like two weeks to clear. And, <laughs> that's know, that, By the way, Psycat, that's a beautiful point. <laughs> In the real world, there's no damage number somewhere. But in a war, we can still see who's winning the battle, okay? <laughs> when, when the people start dropping, you know? The bodies start dropping. I think the current system actually creates more frustration points. Because when, 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 when you have so many Bakas trying to clear content... Back then, when it was Alexander tier, 
the, the really bad players, they even tried raiding. They knew it wasn't, they, they knew they didn't belong there, right? They knew they didn't belong, they had no business being there. You know why? Because they knew they had no chance of clearing this. The casual player who would queue up for Alexander 8, he's not going to do it because he has no chance, literally zero chance. But the problem is he's got a chance of clearing the current content because there's always a possibility that some duker player is going to sneak into your party and be 100% carry. Yeah. Because the fight is not designed around eight people being good. The fight is designed around six people being good and two people being shitters. It's designed that way intentionally. And I think they did. They, they ran the numbers. They figured they can create more happiness in the game by letting these players be carried. But it creates frustration points for the people getting carried if they can't find the people to carry them. And it creates frustration points for the six other good people who are always fighting, to, to always running up with Bakas on their team. That you know, it, it the, just creates frustration all around. There's an alternative to this, okay? But I guess the alternative is worse because even WoW is going towards smaller raid sizes now. Yeah. But the alternative is not. See, right now the objective in a in a raid in Final Fantasy is to kill the boss, right? Yeah. Because you get rewarded with some point token that can like be used to get gear 100% chance yeah. eventually, right? The way WoW Vanilla handled this is different. The raids were actually not... They were 40 people max, but they were actually balanced around much less players than that. Like, I remember Onyxia could be clear with, like, 10, 12 people. But mm -hmm. you could go in with 40, right? Make it yeah. easier. Um, so the way it worked was the, the gear that the boss dropped was the limiting factor. So Onyxia dropped the same amount of gear, whether it was cleared by 12 people, 10 people, or 40 people, right? And you just had to fight for the gear. That was your lock. So they, you could do that today uh, instead. Imagine this. Imagine the boss fights in Final Fantasy were balanced around eight, but you could go in with 16, 20 people. Then they could be shitters, right? Yeah. And you would just you would just fight over the loot at the end. That's actually a really good system. I, you're right, actually. It's really smart, actually, for, for it to actually handle it that way. Yeah, that's what WoW did. I, I remember uh, in WoW, in a 40-man raid, if, if 10 people were actually useful, that was like, that was enough. You know, you could carry this. If the 30 guys were like, you know, pushing one button, two buttons, that was enough. You know, you know what's actually really funny? This goes back to this. somebody mentioned a great uh, uh, Vic Rotor mentioned that. Speaking of hurt feelings, it is a reminder that Yoshida was again director of Final Fantasy XIV disabled chat messages in PvP. So there's four v four PvP arenas in uh, Final Fantasy XIV, right? There's no chat allowed. There's what? no team chat allowed. You can't even talk to your own team. Can you? Is there voice or no? No, of course not. You can't oh. talk to your. The, the only way to communicate is using the predefined messages in the game, like Dota has, like. You know, game is hard, or like the bullshit messages in Dota. It, there's a few predetermined messages, but it just it blows my mind that this this is the solution that the game is taking. Like you're just disabling chat completely. You know, after learning what I learned here today, I'm surprised the uh, raids in Final Fantasy are still as hard as they are. So, Omar, expect to get easier from here, not harder, based oh, no, no, on no, based on this mentality. Yeah. No, obviously it's getting easier because even from last year. So today it's night and day. It's unbelievably easy now compared to before. Uh, yeah, shield yep. TLDR FF14 is bad. Eight months in a row. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I'm enjoying Final Fantasy 14, but look, I, I recognize some some things I don't like about the game. And I think people when people like when, when some people really like a game, they, they don't see its flaws. I think it's very important to, to, to when you to look at a game to, to realize it has its flaws and recognize them. The pussification, the removal of this chat windows, it's such a weird solution, I think, to toxicity. That they're trying to solve. Why don't it just I, seems like such a bad solution. Why don't they just like, get rid of PvP? With somebody, I ha why can't I coordinate with them? Why can't I say, this is the plan, let's go do this. See you, Cat. Much appreciated, fam, for the Twitch Prime subscription. Welcome to the Hardcore Raiders clan. <laughs> DPS meters on. <laughs> right. Young Fly. Uh, my thing is, does DPS meter actually distinguish between skill and pay to win? Um, I mean, 
it's not really Final Fantasy XIV doesn't really have any pay to win. But look, you can't pay for gear directly from the cash shop. And the thing is, no, you could the, the DPS meters help you realize who actually knows how to play and who doesn't. Because if you give a player who doesn't know how to play literally the best in slot gear in the game, the best possible gear, he won't even come close to doing the same damage as somebody who knows how to play the game with like substandard gear. It won't even be it won't, it won't even be close. And you see it all the time. If somebody's again, somebody my I was talking earlier. Somebody in my raid was hitting for 2,500 DPS as a bard, and they were the second highest DPS on the meter. I was hitting for 6,000. They should be hitting for like 5,000 if they, if they knew how to play their class. But they were for half of that number. No amount of gear would help them. No amount of gear can help them. So I think DPS meters does help you distinguish between player skill and, and, and any other mechanic. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Pay to win uh, only matters between skill levels. So... If, if two good Counter-Strike players are playing and one is, like, cheating, okay, obviously he'll win. Or yeah. if, a game where, like, a crossfire, we can buy better guns, right? Mm-hmm. But in a, it, what Omar's trying to say is he's trying, he's trying to... When he was making that party, uh, we talked about it earlier, way, way long ago now, he was trying to just cut the bottom 20%, right? Yeah, where, that's it. That's all that, I, don't, I don't mind anyone else. Yeah, that, that bottom 20%, if they had the best possible gear... Okay. It would change anything. Yeah. And not, not, just in, not just in Final Fantasy, but let's say like a, in a shooting game, one guy, a, a pay-to-win shooting game, you give the bottom 20% player the best possible gear, you give like the pro player like a pistol, he'll win. Like or it, a knife. I mean, he'll win with a knife. Not, not, maybe, not, maybe not the knife. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think actually FPS games really demonstrate the, 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 the skill gap the best. Because if you play one pro player in Counter-Strike with a pistol versus the bottom 20% of players in Counter-Strike and they get full armor... ARs, grenades, smokes, everything. The guy with the pistol will one v five them every like nine times out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the exact dynamic, but definitely. Yeah. If 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 me, Omar, and like three of our friends play Counter Strike against a team of pros with just pistols, we could play till our our, our eyes blow out, and when we won't we won't win around. Okay, so skill, still trumps it. Mentioned the the chat restriction because I actually I I have not done the the feast PVP the four v four PVP in uh in WoW in in Final Fantasy fourteen. There's a, there's a PvP mode with like 20 versus 20 versus 20 or something, right? And there's there's chat there. But I didn't I'm I'm looking at the official site and it does say the chat is all disabled in 44 PvP, which is just insane. It just it has no like it's such a like broad solution to this problem where they wanted to put no effort into fixing it. It's actually insulting almost as someone who's done PvP in game, who enjoys PvP, to just say too bad, you're not allowed to talk. Can yeah. I at least let me queue for a mode where I'm allowed to talk, you know, make a casual mode. Like make a no communication in communication mode. If I want to communicate, let me communicate. How popular is the PvP? From whatever you've told me before, it's basically a non-feature at this point. It's there. Some people do it, but it's not the reason to play Final Fantasy XIV. It's never been the reason to play Final Fantasy XIV. The PvP has never been like super balanced. Are the queues instant? Like, are people doing it on a regular can, basis? But the thing is, the game encourages queues for the the frontline mode, which is the like the twenty versus twenty versus twenty. You get like rewards for doing it once a day. Oh. I've actually never done the 44, so I can't comment on that. But there are actually incentives because every end of the season, players that do well or, or who played a lot get like some special cosmetics. So for that reason, people will because Final Fantasy 14 still has a lot of players. Some people will still play it. Okay. But again, it's don't play Final Fantasy 14 for PvP. Arena PvP and WoW is like infinitely better for PvP. <laughs> it's for mountain leveling, basically. Yeah. Final Fantasy XIV is filled with 35 year old moms doing 1k damage and rage. Eugen's yeah, uh, that's basically the case. It, it just, it's such a, again, yeah, one of my friends who, who's been trying to clear uh, 07, which is one of the current fights, he's been frustrated because he he, he keeps, get, like, when somebody says, like, oh, my team keeps, like, um, 
like my team always sucks. They drag me down. Like you instantly raise your eyebrows to that, right? Instantly, and you realize they're probably full of shit, and your friend just sucks, right? That that's the reality. When my friend in League says my friends, my, my my team always sucks, I agree with them. But League has a system of uh, League has a system where you're always matched with people of your skill level, whether you realize it or not. You're playing with people that are your skill level. You know, with Final Fantasy 14, you're not raiding with people that are your skill level. When you're in a pug, literally, you could be diamond, and and a bronze player could join your team, and you're just not gonna win if he's got these bronze players in your team. It's just not gonna happen. And he's actually really good at this game. He's actually really good. He's fucking... He always gets, like, the top 10 parses, top 15% parses when he completes the raids. Because he's, he's really good. He knows how to play his role. He doesn't fuck up that often. But you, you get these shooters on your team, you just, you just can't do it. You get too many shooters, it just... You know, one side of the boat tips over, and it's, you're done though. Man, we've been ranting about this one for uh, a while. Guys, a, <laughs> a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Yeah. And go. the beauty of these, these, some of these raids is they're designed to be teamwork around you. You gotta, you know, everyone's gotta perform. I think there's actually too much leeway in people messing up with the current raids too. You know, you're allowed to have like people fuck up all the time. You can just keep rezzing people in combat. It's not that big of a deal. Whereas before it was. Uh, honestly, uh, this has been out of vogue, like I said, even for a while. But I prefer the world boss method. In EverQuest and stuff, there was no instances. You had a world boss, and you can, as many people as you can plow into that fight... You know, the better. You know, it, you could do it. It was, it was, you know, at a certain amount of health, certain amount of damage. You could do it with a small, organized crowd, or you could do the uh, what I think is a much more fun way of just funnel people in. Because even the casual player will still feel like he was involved. Like, imagine, imagine these were world bosses, and you get one hit on him, then you die, mm -hmm. but you're dead for thirty minutes, and you're watching the fight. Right? If it goes down, you're gonna feel like you're part of that experience. You're gonna be like, yeah, we got him. You know, like the first world, you know, down. So yeah. I miss those days. Open world. World bosses. Uh, everyone gets involved. Everyone's uh, contribution is determined by you know their skill, but everyone gets to contribute. I think. But that's think actually really cool. Was actually when you mentioned the Anixia fight and uh, some of the forty-man raging. Wow. Uh, yeah, these fights are actually balanced around like you could do them with like ten people, but the, mm -hmm. when you you could do it with like thirty shitters and ten good people, it was actually a really cool way to balance around it. And I think that actually allowed that actually removed the frustration points. I think because it allowed casuals to participate, right? Because forty casuals. You know, can maybe equal like eight good players. You know, it allowed the casual to participate in a, in in a, in a way, without really completely hurting the experience for the for the for the tryhards. And to 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 finally transition away from uh, mm -hmm. fantasy uh, here, Rift was the first game I played back when it was a subscription game, where I kind of felt that where even when I was low level, I was leveling in a in a zone. There were these world events that anybody could participate in, and you get rewards based on your participation. Mm -hmm. And obviously, my rewards were always shit. But uh, the fact that I could contribute, there was this huge boss. I was like, you know, threw my little ten, level 10 spells at it. I felt part of something bigger than me, right? And it was fun. It was, it was cool to see everybody around me. Um, yeah. I think, does Final Fantasy have that too? I think some game has these kind of like world you events. Have like, you have like these world hunts, but they're not like, they're not, they're nothing special. Oh. They're not like the, the, like the world, big ass world bosses that are super special to kill. BDO has world bosses as well. <laughs> Terrific life to beat you as a single player game with chat. A lot of MMORGs do feel that way sometimes. Rift, uh, speaking of Rift, I'll die. Rift Prime, think it'll do well? It's launching on March 7th. I, if, if I could play with that, if I could play that with a group, I think I would actually try it again. I, and I think, I think people would enjoy it today. If you like, like, wow, even Final Fantasy XIV, I think you would like that game. Only because it has a lot of that. Open world, world bosses, world events. Mm -hmm. Um... A lot of classes. Uh, great game. Good game. 
I think Rift Prime will tell us if uh, people are willing to pay for MMORPGs again. Like, it, it, it's, it's gonna be re it's gonna be re-gauging willingness to subscribe. Because I think a lot of people do like Rift. I mean, it's so old they, now. They say like... ruin my pain. Yeah, it's, it's old now as well. Yeah. It, it, I think I think it'll do okay, but it's not gonna like. It's not gonna be anything on like a watermark like measurement tool. Like, no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like but, allies. But, but, but enough know. people subscribe to it, it'll, it'll show that you know people are willing to pay again. And maybe we'll get less pay-to-win stuff in the cash shops. Maybe we'll see. Mm -hmm. I know. I know we were talking about uh, five-dollar emotes before in Final Fantasy XIV, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody, uh, my my friend, bought me a two-dollar emote in the game, and uh, I, I do want to say Final Fantasy XIV is, is really smart with their with their cash shop because they sell you like, like they'll sell you a, a new hat that came out for Valentine's Day, right? It's a cosmetic. It's a hat. It's three dollars in the game. An emote is two dollars. You can buy like, items for one dollar in the game's cash shop. I don't think there are very few MMORPGs where the microtransactions are actually micro to a level where it's literally a dollar or two for an emote or, or a cosmetic. So I think they're really smart to actually charge low because I think more people spend money when the price is that low versus if you ever play Blade and Soul, guys, you want to buy one outfit, it's like $25. You want to buy one item in Black Dice Online, it's like $15. It's insane. I, I'm never going to spend that kind of money for, the, for like $20 items, but I could see myself spending a dollar or two on, on, a, on a cosmetic or an emote or something Final Fantasy fourteen. That's my price point, a dollar or two. I've always been I've always been surprised at how macro these microtransactions yeah. are. Yeah. Twenty dollars is not a microtransaction. Yeah. Twenty dollars is a full price. Like, it's a game. A full game I can buy. PUBG is thirty bucks. There are so many games you can buy for twenty bucks. Overwatch is like thirty. Or 40, I think forty dollars when it launched. Yeah. Like at two outfits is forty dollars. Come on, that's not a microtransaction anymore. Microtransaction is less than five dollars in my eyes. Even even Fortnite, those those cosmetics are not cheap. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. I don't know. Macro trend. It, it's for me. I don't. If if it costs that much, I'm just never going to spend money on it. But if it costs less than five bucks, I could easily. Like, even uh, we played. We played that free to play Korean shooter, Black Squad. I spent ninety nine cents on that game because they had a they had a special deal. You get ten dollars worth of items for ninety nine cents. That's a micro. Ninety nine cents is a micro fucking transaction. All right. I spent it, and like four of my friends on Discord all spent ninety nine cents on that game. And these guys don't spend money on other games either, but they spent the ninety nine cents. I think games to be a little more generous with the cash shop. I think that they might make more money. But I don't know, $25 for a skin in, in, in Blade and Souls. And they look pretty. You know, Boob and Soul looks great, but it's, it's not a microtransaction anymore, bruh. Indeed. Mm -hmm. All right. What, 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 anything else interesting? I'm actually glad we had that big Final Fantasy talk because we, we did not plan that. But uh, I, I, no. I was really in interested in that one. But uh, it's just, it's just, it's so weird to see just how casual games are getting. But hopefully, it doesn't stay that way. But I think, I think you and I both know it probably will. Especially with the, the I think the rise of mobile games kind of coincides with that as well. The, the casualness of PC games and just how casual a lot of these mobile games are with autoplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a story. Uh, Nintendo made. Well, I, I should say Nintendo. Fire Emblem Heroes made three hundred million dollars in its first year. And I was wow. like, I was like running the math. I say a game costs sixty bucks. Like a traditional Nintendo game costs sixty bucks, right? Mm -hmm. That means ten million copies sold would be, would be six hundred million. So three hundred million is five million copies sold. And five million copies sold of a retail game is, is really well. It's a, it's, it's, a, yes. it's a really good successful game. Uh, and they made that with Fire Emblem Heroes, you know. So I bet you Fire Emblem Heroes is the cheapest Fire Emblem game developed by Nintendo. Yeah. And the most profitable. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Though I don't think it was developed by Nintendo. No, it was made by yeah. Denna, I think. Yeah. yeah. The company that makes all the mobile games for Nintendo. But they have obviously some kind of licensing deal with them. Yeah. They, so they, they I mean, that pie. Look, that's where the money is, you know? Yeah. 
It's like that old fake quote. Uh, you know, why do you rob the bank? That's where the money is. There you go. Yeah. yeah. The cosmetics are so expensive in Fortnite, though. I don't know. You, you can unlock stuff for free, but I, I don't know. The, the, the ones in the store are a little bit pricey. Anything else this week? We got, um... We Cabal 2 shutting down, but I don't know. No one should be really surprised about that one. But... Cabal, surprisingly, Cabal 1, the OG Cabal, has been running for over 10 years now. Can you believe that? In America. I believe it. The Western it. version of Cabal Online has been over 10 years. And I bet there's private servers, too, that are big. Yeah, huge. And Cabal 2 is shutting down after less than three years in service. Yeah. No surprise on that one, though. It just, it just, it really was like the epitome of generic fantasy MRPG. It's just another one of those games. Let's see what Cabal 2 looks like. I don't even remember. I, I have an old first look video for it. Let's see. Cabal 2... First look. It's an oldie. Even the game's character creator just was like I don't, I don't generic. Know, it, just, it was nothing. It wasn't as bad as like oldies like Last Chaos or like Shea, right? But like it just the game was so generic. This it this, didn't have anything special. This character creation looks almost identical to the character creation in Lineage Two Revolution, the mobile game. Yeah, because you see the stupid the little graph in the middle. You can, kill, you can kill people while chatting. Yeah, there you go, Eugens. Yeah, OG Cabal was cool. It has like, some really flashy skills. And at least, you know, Cabal 2 is like, it has no soul. It's it's literally a, a big nothing burger. Oh my god, it looks so bad. It looks like barely better than Cabal 1. I mean, it, I don't know. It, it was just nothing. It was just literally nothing special. But again, I feel like a lot of MMORPGs are nothing special nowadays. And like, I don't think you can really compete if you make this generic MMORPG that offers nothing new. Like, either you have to be like, it's okay to be like a WoW clone. That, that Final Fantasy XIV is a WoW clone. It doesn't bring anything new to the table. It's just a really polished experience. And it's got the budget of Square, Square Enix game. And they just have shit tons of stuff to do. But it, it's nothing original. But what is Cabal 2? It's just free-to-play game with like no budget, no content. And, and it offers nothing new. Why should anybody play this game? Have you done a first look for Cabal 1? No, I should though. All right, so we'll, we'll just play this one. Play the old play. Play a video for old Cabal. All right, here we go. This is Cabal One, boys. And I, you can't hear it because I have a muted, but the music in this game is actually really good. Cabal One, that is not two. Oh, this is an old Mohawk video. This is an oldie, boys. This is just show like a PvP video. Just search Cabal PvP. All right, search Cabal Online PvP and see some PvP action. I see some spicy PvP. You can find some videos on that. All right, here we go. Oh, look at these numbers, baby. Oh, baby. And look, you know what's like? It's really silly, but I like flashy abilities in MRPGs. How, how do you feel about that? Like, just this one PvP video that you're seeing in the background, like those some of those abilities look pretty badass, especially for an older game. Like, ah, uh, uh, no, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Why not? You don't like doing flashy, cool abilities? No, it's too know, much. Like it's too much. No, I, lo I love it. I fucking love it. Because when I see shit like that, and if you're walking by, you see somebody do like, oh, shit, I want to do that. I do think that you scale with your level. But I don't like the ones where like everything is blue and blowing up. I fucking love it. You should it. never get I to that point. I love the fucking explosions and shit. Yeah, there should definitely be some kind of visual cues about the strength of it. But but not, not, too, not too explosive. I love the person he's fighting. He's called XXX Seraph. Just another like cliche internet name you'd see. I like it. I, I just love the glow. Makes you feel badass. I especially hate the ones that like fake move you. Like a lot of Asian games do this. Like you'll do a move and then your character will like jump forward, back, like do a backflip, and then end up exactly where they started. They weren't yeah, actually yeah, moving, I, but I, like I it was like this fake movement. That that annoys me. 
if it's real movement, like part of the ability is to like dash forward, and you actually end up forward after you do your move, that's fine. But uh, mm-hmm. I I don't like the, the acrobatics that don't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, rip uh, rip Cabal too. All for nothing new. No surprise. No reason to play that over you know, more established games. Final yeah. Fantasy 15 came up for PC. I know, yeah. I know that was the game that Omar that uh, he bought a PS4 for. Yeah, PS4 originally for. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but uh, it was Persona 5 as well. But that came but later. That was one. Of, these two games were were both. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but but by then you already had PS4. But the reason yeah. he bought it was Final Fantasy, and yeah. uh, uh, it did not look great. Yeah, launched in six days. Oh, it didn't sign out yet. Oh, okay. No, Final Fantasy 15 launched in six days. Mm-hmm. I was not I was not impressed by the by the by the PS4 version. I don't know. I it's it, I think it is the only mainline Final Fantasy game I bought and I didn't bother to finish. The only wow. one. I finished 13 as well, you know. And I, you know, it was it wasn't as great as you know, 10 or 7 or 8 or 9, but I finished it. Didn't finish for didn't finish 15. Talk, uh, speaking of reboots, we started with Weekly Raid. Uh Final Fantasy 7 reboot is still in the works. It's been in the works for for a while now. Uh, do you think that'll ever come out? I hope so. I mean, Final Fantasy VII was like my first Final Fantasy game, and it was like probably one of my first JRPGs. So I, I'm I'm still hyped for it. You know, people say I agree it's overrated, but uh, it's a really good game. I think. I have some hype for it still. Hope it comes out, but you know, I'm not I'm not counting the days for that one. Yeah. Have you seen this trailer of like the? They remake the opening scene. Yep, it looks it looks really really nice. <laughs> How old is this now? I don't know, it's not too old. Never mind. We played. Uh, we 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 talked about Tale of Toast as well. We played that for yep. uh, for Grindfest. It wasn't bad. I, I, I feel like maybe, let, let me describe the three kinds of MMORPGs out there, and I feel like every MMORPG fits in these categories. There's three kinds of MMORPGs out there. You got the you got the instant dungeon, persistent hub games, games like. Dungeon Fighter, games like Closers Online, games like Critica, games like uh, Soul Worker Online, which came out. Soul Worker Online, which just launched the open beta again. Yeah. That that arch, that arch type of game, it encompasses so many titles, right? But it's got this very specific kind of play. It's it's just designed around the same mold. That's one kind of MRPG. Your second kind of MRPG is the is a sandboxy, maybe PvP heavy, more flexible MRPG. Think RuneScape, think uh, Ultima Online, think Eve Online, think Tale of Toast, where basically you have more, you know. The narrative is more driven by what you do, what you craft, open world. It's 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 more of a, you know, it's more older games. If Albion Online fits that category as well, there are that that it's it's probably the smallest of this group. Yes, and that's... and the older games, right? But that's another kind of MMORPG, right? These are two molds we've seen for lots of games. And the third mold is maybe uh is, is the WoW clone mold, where you have games that fan that just just trying to be like WoW, Final Fantasy XIV, Runes of Magic, Allods Online. Uh, even Fly for Fun to a degree was like this anime look of WoW. Like it, it just that's probably the biggest category. But there, there seems to be nothing outside of those three categories. And I want to see an MRPG break those molds and and go with the even maybe the only game that might even try break that mold might be Parry Chronicles if they're going to go with the player created content angle. But I, I want to see I want to see a game try something different. I, I don't want to see another one of the game in those three molds. You should look up a uh, dual universe. Yeah, yeah, Project Gorgon would definitely fall into the second category. But uh, yeah, this game I think I think Tale of Toast did a lot better on Steam than they thought it would. 
The servers mm-hmm. I, I hear are still having problems. Yeah. So wait another day or two and then give it a shot uh, if you think it looks cute. It's a two-man team that made this game, so don't expect Omar, Omar listed a whole bunch of really you know good games in that category. But this yeah. is a two-man job. Don't expect too much. Yes, it is. Um, there's no set uh, classes or anything. There's open PvP with loot, full loot. But uh, you know, two-man job. Don't expect too much. But I think you'll if you go in with it without those high expectations, I think you'll have fun. You'll you'll enjoy your time. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can hire people now. I don't know. They actually develop it. It was a fun game though. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's it's different. You don't see too many games like this anymore either. I mean, Project Warrior is another relatively new indie one being made in this mold. But it's I think this mold it still works because games like RuneScape are still hella popular. You know, people like this mold when it's done well. But the problem is this mold is a lot ha- harder to do, especially with the full loot and more PvP mechanics. Full loot PvP is very hard to get right, and it turns a lot of people off if it's not done right. So it's 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 a tough one to do, but it's it's a charming game, and I hope it does well. There's over three people online right now too. Tell the toast would be fun if I could get into the server. Yeah, I'm actually shocked that they're still having server problems. We played it a few days ago. Um, Fly for Fun definitely did not come out before WoW. No way. WoW is 20, 2004, I think? Five is actually August 16, 2004 as well. Okay, perhaps uh, more EverQuest than WoW. WoW is a more refined version of EverQuest. So I, I mentioned WoW because more people are familiar with WoW. But WoW is just a more refined version of EverQuest. So maybe that's a better category, like the EverQuest model, perhaps. But I only said the WoW model for that reason. So Flife actually did come out, looks like, before World of Warcraft. And November 23rd, 2004 versus August 16, 2004. Mm-hmm. Well, Flife is an oldie. You know, I'm, I'm seeing ads for Fly for Fun Mobile everywhere now. Have you? I'm seeing them on Instagram, which is shocking because I don't know why. Inst- I, I'm not sure if there's an overlap there between inst- Instagram people who look at a food and and like booby, you know, booby models and and Flife. I don't know. Flife Legacy is not a is not is no 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 bueno if you ask me. It is an autoplay nonsense uh, game. It's 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 not great. It's a skipper IMO. Definitely nothing there besides like do you have some of the same characters from Flife for Fun. Like this, uh, like monster names, but beyond that, it just, it just, it's nothing special. So no bueno. Anything else, or I want to, I want to bitch about uh, uh, two console games, uh, Dynasty Warriors Nine and Metal Gear Survive. All right, this is the Altai rant. Let's hear the Altai rant. Bitch about them. Okay, fine, I'll do it now. Metal Gear Survive, though. Yes, there's some, there's some, definitely some weird shit with that one. So take it. Okay, so with Metal Gear, okay, for both of these games actually, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna a group a group rant here. They're both just chasing really stupid fads and trying to bolt it onto their well-established platforms. So with with uh, with uh, Metal Gear, it's the whole zombie survival thing, right? It felt so bolted on. It's so stupid. Just look up trailers. It's so stupid. And the same thing with, with Dynasty Warriors Nine. I love Dynasty Warriors. Okay, it was one of the first PS2 games I played. Dynasty Warriors Two, I believe. And I, I played a couple after that. They were all very similar, yes, but they were fun. With uh, Dynasty Warriors 9, uh, the uh, Jimquisition video on it is really well. They bolted on this open world because everything's open world now. You know, I blame Ubisoft for this, by the way. But anyway, it doesn't fit. The battles lose their meaning. They're not fun. It's just you riding your horse for like 10 minutes between areas and then fighting a few guys. And, then go- and it, 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 it destroys the pacing. The whole pacing, like, you know, it's fight after fight. It's just constant fight in Dynasty Warriors. It's, it's totally ruined. 
And it's because of this open world uh, fad, honestly. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mostu777. First time catching us live. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate the bits, fam. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I want to play uh, some videos here of, of uh, Dynasty Warriors now, but I think I'm going to do that in the post game, though. Uh, we, should, I, we, we can kind of tie the, the cash shop in uh, Metal Gear Survive to... Uh, oh, yeah, to you told me about this. Oh, yeah. All right, let's hear that. It is literally insane. You can, it's basically, if you, you know, the Metal Gear game comes with a single save slot. One save slot. If you want to get a second save slot, they're charging you like 10 bucks. 10 bucks for a second save slot? That is the most bullshit thing ever. It's such an artificial limitation because there's no, you know, there's no capacity problem there, but they're charging you $10 unlock a cat that's that's oh. more bullshit than the the loot boxes in in, in you know the, the star wars battlefront too uh, how is there not a shitstorm over that probably because the game is absolute shit anyway yeah. but that is insane like oh. that is such like anti that is such like ridiculous that's offensive i i find that offensive but the yeah. best thing to do in those cases is not buy those games that they're doing that bullshit that, that's the best way to fight back yeah, and and I, like I said, I, I will play a video in the post game. But Mosu seven seven seven, thank you for the sub thank and the bits. Subscription. Yeah. Uh, anything else before that though? Are we good? No, I think I think we're good for the post game. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Uh, stick with us. If you're on Twitch, we're gonna watch some uh, console videos. All right, take All right. care. Later for YouTube, guys.